So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Welcome, you guys. My name is Ben Hartley with the Six Figure Photography Podcast and Style and Story Creative. Super excited that you guys are here today uh, for our conversation with Gavin Wade. We'll talk about him in just a minute. Before we do that, you guys, I say this every episode because it's so critically important. It's no secret that the podcast is called the Six Figure Photography Podcast, right? Six figures. But look, I don't care if it's five figures, four figures, six, seven figures. The entire purpose of this is to help you grow your business to whatever that number needs to be. But understand this, the amount of money that you make, your salary, it's directly tied to how well you serve your clients, Never forget that. We're going to be talking to Gavin Wade today, and we're really going to be diving into a conversation about online delivery of media, digital files, and how this fits into a business model for the current age. One of the interesting things and important things to note about Gavin is while he stepped into this world of, of kind of software development, providing an online platform for file delivery, he still is a full-time wedding photographer, uh, really walking the walk and, and being aware of what the current uh, climate is. And so I think that's really interesting. Look, I'm not going to speak for him any further. Let's just jump right in and talk to Gavin. Welcome, Gavin, to the SFP podcast. Uh, really excited to have you here, uh, partly because of selfishly. I've got, I got questions for you, man. I got questions <laughs> that I want answers for. But um, thanks for joining. How are you? Hey, doing well, Ben. You know what? Thank you so much. Uh, I think like many photographers this week, I'm still recovering from WPPI out in Vegas last week. So (laughs) So, um, this was the first year that I've missed attending WPPI since my career really started. Just uh, my my wife is going to be expecting twins and to step away for just another week. And we already have a a two-year-old. To put that on, it would have been a little little rough based off of all the other conferences and events I've been attending. But I know there were some big changes. Where does going off topic here. I know there were some big changes with WPPI this year. Uh, how was it for you? I mean, did you did you feel the different environment and the space um, from past years? 
Yeah, you know what? It's uh, and by the way, congratulations to you guys hey, on thanks, the babies man. coming up. We've got a we've got a ten month old on our side of things. So uh, yeah, get all the sleep you can now. Uh, Vegas doesn't need to add to that. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, yeah, it was a different venue. So it was in the convention center this year, uh, which is obviously a big drastic change from MGM for the past few years, um, which is all kind kind of all I ever knew as a photographer going. Um, you know, it was it was different for sure. I think the biggest thing that a lot of photographers really go to WPPI for is for the community side of things. Sure. So the benefit of having the show right in the hotel was you could just hop on your you know elevator, go right on down and run into 10 different friends and just go hang out. It's super organic. Now it was a bit more of a, hey, let's plan to hang out this place this time. You know, So it was a little bit more spread out. So it just required a bit more planning for photographers to kind of get together. But it definitely sure. happened. Uh, there's companies that threw parties uh, and all that kind of stuff. So there was, there was ways to connect. Um, the trade show definitely was all kind of under one big roof now, like super big roof. Yeah. So that was, that was easy at least to walk around and kind of get a lay of the land more quickly. Uh, still a ton of great, uh, exhibitors there, you know, all, all the big ones you'd expect and some new ones popped up as well, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall always a good time out in Vegas, but I think there's kind of a changing of the guard now of who's heading up, uh, the WPPI show. I think Jason Group uh, mentioned that he's leaving this year. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what the new blood brings in. And obviously, they've garnered a lot of both good and bad feedback for this past year. So, you know, hoping for good things next year as well. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's similar. I mean, I've, I've heard, generally speaking, though, I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things. And so, you know, with change, you, sometimes we have to change as well and be able to adapt to things. So awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Gavin, I'm curious, where are you, uh, where are you talking from? Where, where are we connecting at? So I am in Orange County, so Southern California, uh, Irvine area. Nice. Uh, so my wife and I have been photographers out of Orange County, gosh, for going on eight years now. Yeah, rewind a little bit. Explain a little bit of the background for wedding photography because you're still an active uh, head, sh- head shooter. you got your studio going on. Explain kind of where you guys have come from and, uh, and how you got to where you are today. Oh my gosh, it's a crazy story. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version here, but it's still a really fun one. So my wife and I met on eHarmony, uh, and so kind of joined on a dare from both of our friends, and just like, you know, I was running my own business, she was running her own business, both non-photography related, and we are just like, ah, okay, like, we'll, we'll get on it. And uh, with how eHarmony works is you fill out this super long questionnaire, and then, you know, at the end, you've kind of felt like, hey, match me up with people within a certain mile radius. And so she and I both put 20 miles. You know, that makes sense. Uh, about a couple weeks in, we got paired up. We started chatting. And how they do their system is like you chat through their platform first. And then once you reach certain levels of engagement with each other, like they let you get each other's phone number and email address and, you know, set a first date. So, you know, we were clicking right along. Things were going awesome. And we scheduled our first date. And then we came to realize that actually, you know, eHarmony had screwed up. We were actually over a hundred miles away from each other. Um, and you know, it was, so I was like, do you still want to go on this date? And she's like, well, yeah, I do. If you do. So she's like, I've never been down to Orange County before. She was up in like Simi Valley area. So she hopped in her beat up old like Ford contour and came on down to me for our first date. Her car ended up dying on the way down. Like it ended up being a 14 hour long first date. She ended up staying at my parents' guest house the first night we ever met each other. It was like it's all this kind of crazy, like never should have happened on the first date type of deal. This sounds uh, like a like a Ben Stiller movie, like a, a rom com, <laughs> you know? Like they, <laughs> uh, man, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, either Ben Stiller or Bradley Cooper can play yep, me. I'm totally yep. fine with either. Oh man, so uh, good. Very different. It's both so good. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so then, you know, long story short, we started dating long distance relationship and about three months into our dating relationship, 
we looked at each other and we just said, Hey, you know what? Like, I like my job. I don't love it. Um, she was in neurological psychology. I was in kinesiology. So I was a fitness consultant, uh, for Taco Bell, actually, if you could believe it. Um, wait, hold on. Pump the brakes, Kevin. You can't just <laughs> like drop that in there suddenly and then continue on. You were a fitness consultant for Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, you know what? I accept it. Keep going. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you look up job security in the dictionary, that has my job title right there next to it. So, uh, but yeah, actually Taco Bell has a huge gym in their, uh, Western headquarters here in Irvine. And I mean, ironically, it's right across the way from their food court, but they had, they hired me to head up all of their fitness programs for all of their several hundred employees out of there. So I was training people. I was running like biggest loser stuff. So, you know, I, I loved fitness and I loved all of that. So, Hey, it was a pretty sweet gig. Nice. Um, but yeah, so three months into our dating, we were just kind of like, you know what? I, I can't see myself doing this for the next 30 years. And so I asked her, I'm like, well, if you can do it all over again, you know, what would you do? And actually our answer was the same thing. It was photography. And so we looked at each other and we kind of knew, I knew some people who were in the photo world uh, a little bit. And I said, well, I'm like, do you want to do this thing? And she goes, I do if you do. And so we ended up investing our life savings into camera gear like that next week. Um, and I mean, it sounds more glamorous than it is. Life savings really meant like one camera body <laughs> and like one lens each. Of but, course, of course. But, uh, but that was it. And so I said, okay, like just like our education for our majors in college, we need to learn how to do this. Um, and we need to learn from the best, you know? And so we got a mentor, uh, and actually Mike Cologne, who's a celebrity wedding photographer here out of Newport beach, um, became our mentor and really just began teaching us, uh, and kind of taking us under his wing. Uh, and I really feel like that was a huge, huge factor to getting us started, uh, kind of jump started, I would say, in our business. And so fast forward. Can we actually, before before we go further, yeah, I, yeah. I actually, anytime I hear things that I'm like, I gravitate towards, I, I've got this feeling that maybe the audience is gravitating towards as well, if you're listening. I bet a lot of people are curious about that exchange, that interaction with mentorship. I think a lot of photographers want a mentor and not quite sure how to go about that that question. And I think, too, the reality is well being like, like I've had mentors, but I've also paid them. You know, I've, I've mm -hmm. paid them for their service and for their time and for their talent and, and, and focusing in on me. And so was that the exchange, uh, a little bit with you guys? So, yes. Um, so I had known Mike for a few years prior and he, you know, obviously he was a super busy guy. He's got clients like Usher and Mel Gibson and like people like that, that he's photographed weddings for. And, you know, he's like, Hey, look, I, I, I do mentorships, but it's not like something I advertise. He's like, what it is, is I spend, you know, two hours every week with you guys. Uh, and it's a one-on-one -on -one type of deal. So we did pay for it. It was absolutely worth it. And it didn't like put us into the poorhouse, but it was something that just justified his time. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it, it's returned 20 X for us uh, in terms of what we gleaned at that point. So, yeah, I don't think there's any magic bullets in, uh, in photography or business, but the closest you can get is from learning firsthand from people who have come before you, who have, who have done it, who found success and to surround yourself with just people who are better than you. And whether, dude, if, if that means paying for it, then I'm all in. <laughs> so yeah and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay for a mentorship there's amazing communities that exist now that didn't then that allow you to still pull a lot of great information or to ask questions and to be able to kind of just skip ahead of some of the pitfalls that you might face if you're just working in a vacuum as a sole entrepreneur which so many of us can just do right especially nowadays you can just sit in a room and do your thing and just kind of 
you know, gravitate towards that kind of hermit mentality without really uh, realizing that there are people out there who don't mind helping, right? Yep. And that's been such a huge shift in the photo world over the past 10 years, uh, especially on the West Coast, I found. I kind of led that charge. Nice. Um, so, so, so valuable. Um, so we did that mentorship program, right. And, and amidst other things, going to some conferences, just learning online, like doing the normal thing that you do when you're trying to learn how to be a photographer as well as learn how to be a business owner at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so fast forward 13 months. Uh, so every weekend my girlfriend would come down, we started a business together. Our parents thought we were crazy. Um, uh, because yeah, I was less than a year out of college. Uh, my parents sat me down and said, okay, if you're going to do this, you know, big boy decisions have big boy consequences. So they're like, we want you out of the house in six months and we are going to give you all of our student loans that we took out for you. You are now responsible for paying those because you're not using your degree. <laughs> okay. Like bombshell number one. Right. And they're like, so if you're serious about this, like go for it. But these are just the consequences. And so here's me telling my new girlfriend, Hey, like if we're going to do this, like this is what I'm, this is the baggage that I'm going to have. And <laughs> we kind of have to get after this if we're going to go for it. And she's like, well, let, let's do it. Uh, so we did. And fast forward 13 months later, uh, we were engaged, uh, having shot 28 weddings in our first year in business, uh, cause we were kind of at that age range that all of our friends were kind of getting married, you know, after college and such. So we literally had a built in network between the two of us. And by the time, so we were engaged in 13 months, married four months later after that, no longer did we have to do the long distance business thing every weekend of either shooting an engagement session or a wedding when we saw each other. Uh, got back from our honeymoon, quit our day jobs that very next week, and have been doing it full time ever since for the past seven years. Dude, love it! That's incredible. <laughs> I have like so many more questions I want to know about, but I'm gonna maybe maybe we'll go back and and get a chance to dig into some of that in a little bit more depth. But I'm curious now about about some of the other things that you've got going on because you're continuing to make transitions and you guys are continuing to make moves and waves. And so going from full time photography with your wife. By the way, what was your wife's name? Her name is Erin. Erin. Awesome. Yes. So full-time photography with you and Aaron and now stepping into like the, the software kind of world of things in regards to, um, to, to file delivery. Can, can you kind of make, a uh, a case for that transition? At what point did you decide that you wanted to kind of move from photographer to, well, entrepreneur, you've always been one, but just in a different way, starting another business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, it was kind of one of those things, I guess, and maybe it's cliche, maybe it's not of like, you know, uh, I saw a need, you know, I had an itch, <laughs> I needed to scratch it, right? And and with kind of that entrepreneur mindset that I know that so many photographers have, it's, you know what, I, I'm going to get after it, I'm going to do it, you know? And so this really, this idea really was born from my own need in my business of I was just spending so much time. I mean, granted, huge blessing to have my wife work with me and she can edit things, she can design, like we can split that workflow up, um, which I think was crucial for us to allow us to be uh, as kind of successful as we have been in a short amount of period of time for weddings, for uh, all those kinds of things, uh, splitting up that workflow and delegating and focusing on our strengths. But one of the things that I was responsible for was the tech side of stuff. And so I was the one delivering images to our clients and to our vendors and trying to create a way that was more streamlined for us because I sat down and I did the math and I was spending well over two and a half weeks solid every single year of just merely delivering images to our clients, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, I was using a different service, and I was having to generate a download link, actually 12 of them, copy and paste them into an email. Then I would type up the email. Then I'd have to give them another link to the gallery, which they could share with family and friends. And in the end, it was just this horrible-looking thing that we would send to these clients at a time when it should be their highlight of their experience with us. But it really just felt like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your links. Have a nice life. But you know what? Hey, like – CDs, we didn't want to do those anymore. DVDs, no. Like flash drives, eh, like no, we really didn't want to. They're super expensive. And in California, we'd have to charge sales tax if we delivered a physical like USB drive. And so clients liked saving money. We liked being able to streamline stuff. And it just wasn't working, man. And so I'm like, there is no, and for even forget sending images to vendors, which we could talk about later as really the long play on helping a business succeed, you know, in, in your industry. Uh, but I just didn't have time. So that was getting thrown to the curb and I was just spending so much time delivering stuff to clients. And so what I needed to do was find a new way to send one image, a handful of images, a whole event, a folder, whatever it might be to somebody but in a fully branded way that made my business the hero and didn't look like, you know, Dropbox or, you know, here's something that I just cobbled together, but more of something that got clients excited just as if we had delivered something to their door. Yeah. So that's where CloudSpot was born. I love it, man. So here's the deal. I mean, uh, you're talking to a photographer who just like, I'm so all in on on print and it's a huge part of our brand it's down story creative making sure that every uh client has an album and and has physical uh representation of these memories and so how do you see print fitting into this digital age of photography um because this is i mean it's common what you're talking about you know online file delivery is is common so where do you feel and find print fitting into that equation that's a great question i mean obviously print is still a very huge factor in allowing our art to be experienced and felt by clients. And, you know, by no means is digital delivery meant to completely replace it. In some photographers' businesses, it totally does, right? It's more service-based, and they allow their clients to go make their own prints. Uh, Some, as you said, really want kind of that in-person sales or that upsell potential for prints and products for their clients, which I say – Absolutely. Like rock it out. That That's as it should be and whatever works for your business, go for it, right? Um, for me though, when it comes down to digital delivery, clients are just one side of that coin in which digital delivery can be harnessed to help your business grow, but also just streamline your workflow. Uh, I'd say the other part where digital is still absolutely needed is when it comes to sharing images with vendors. So with the people that you've worked with, whether it's a wedding, a styled shoot, a commercial gig, whatever it might be, there are other people involved that you are taking photos of their work and it's your responsibility to make them look good and give them, you know, something to show for all of their hard work. And so, so many times, and I I was just actually sitting in a room with probably about 20 separate vendors, uh, not just photographers, but florists, DJs, coordinators, things like that, sitting around around this huge conference room table. And the thing that they were crying out for to all the photographers on one side of the table was we need images and we need them faster we need them sooner we need them our businesses depend on them please 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 whatever you can do just get them to us and all of the photographers kind of like sheepishly were like yeah we know like sorry it's just so tough you know stuff like that um so when it comes to digital delivery and uh, sharing of files quickly and in a way that can help your business grow you got to hook those vendors up and as i kind of mentioned it was one of the big things that led to 
like our personal photography success was recognizing that need and not only just kind of saying, eh, like, here's the link, like, go get what you want. Let me know your, you know, list of files that you want and I'll get them to you when I can, but being proactive about it in a way that gives them every excuse to share your work without having to do more work on their end. So let's get real practical then. So if sure. photographer who's listening, you know, they've got a handful of weddings. They don't have to be shooting 28. They could be shooting two. I don't care. Photographers is listening. They're getting, they're getting ready for this season. Super practical. How do you actually implement this into your business? And, and yet in a way that, look, I think that one of the struggles is I don't know what your current model is. I don't know how many you have on your crew, if you've got help or assistance or anything. But for so many photographers, we're we're doing everything. We're stepping into this and we are our editor. We're obviously the photographer, um, but calling everything marketing, trying to build a business, uh, managing um, just all of the the money that goes into it, apart from God, just having families and, and everything yeah. else. And so to add to add one more thing into our workflow can become a challenge. And so super practical. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for a photographer to implement that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're, we're the same situation. Like we don't have a ton of people on our staff. Like we can do 52 weddings a year between the two of us and have a little daughter and run everything in house. We don't outsource editing. We don't do, we don't outsource anything. It's all completely done under our roof. Um, and so the biggest thing that, you know, we do when we're kind of uploading our images is we really pick out, you know, some of the ones that we know are going to allow our work to shine for other vendors. So, you know, we use photo mechanic to cull through all of our images and such. And so it's just merely hitting a different key of one that you want to give to a vendor, right? Like, so my wife culls through, you know, our thousands of images. She'll select the ones that we're going to keep, but she also selects the ones that we're going to give to vendors. And so she tags those even on the way in to our editing software, you know, and then, and then on the way out, we create a new folder of those images, uh, and we upload them directly. Well, we use CloudSpot, so we upload directly to there and it's already set aside as a different folder. Um, so we have our images that we deliver to our clients and then we have our folder of things that we deliver to our vendors. So honestly, it takes maybe like in the calling process, maybe adds up to an additional minute and a half, maybe two minutes of, you know, the time it takes to tap a separate key to tag something that you want to deliver. And then when you're exporting, you just export them separately, but it doesn't take any really additional time. You just do the same action twice. Um, so the biggest, the biggest thing, and again, this is being proactive about it because so many photographers send the vendors the same link they send to their clients. And I think that's a huge mistake. And I can't tell you how many coordinators have personally just said, oh my gosh, we hate it when that happens because it assumes two things, uh, or the photographer assumes two things. A, you know, dear coordinator or florist or whatever, you're not as busy as I am. So you clearly have the time to go through a thousand plus images and pick out the 50 that you need that really, that you really need. Uh, and B like, you know, I'm passing the buck to you. So, you know, this is just kind of how this relationship works, right? It's very mm -hmm. much uh, a take, take, take type of relationship. Uh, and so when a coordinator gets that, they go, oh, like, okay, first of all, same as all the rest, <laughs> right? And B, I, ain't nobody got time for that. So maybe I'll get to it later, right? Mm -hmm. So how much different is it for a photographer? I, I'll tell you, it's night and day difference for a coordinator. When they get an email from a photographer that says, hey, so-and-so, so amazing to work with you. You know, we've picked out some of the images of just your absolutely amazing work that we know that you're going to love. Actually, here they are, like already resized for Facebook. And we put our logo on the bottom right there just, you know, in case you want to share it out. Uh, but feel free, download these and upload them straight to Facebook. They're good to go. Feel free to tag anybody that you want of all the great vendors of your team. You know, can't wait to work with you again. If you need anything else, please let us know. You know, we're here for you. 
oh my gosh, like that email, how that's received, says two completely different things. A, here you go, we did all the work for you because A, you did a lot of the work for us at the onset to take these amazing photos. And B, like it's no trouble whatsoever if you ever need anything and we are so looking forward to doing this again for you, so let's make an excuse to make that happen, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I can't tell you how many, (laughs) so I I deliver the images to him, right? And then I can't tell you within like 30 minutes how many times all those images are immediately up on Facebook with my watermark already on there, with the link to my site, with all the other vendors tagged, and then they're sharing it and so on and so forth. And that's pasted all over Instagram. Uh, and it took me all of, you know, in our workflow, it took me all about maybe 10 minutes extra. But what it didn't take was me going through hard drives, picking things out, re-exporting them, re-uploading them, and then sending them out. Sure. Uh, which is if I wanted to do that workflow, you know, back in the day, that's what you would have to do. So, so, so do you have any concerns at all about sending out images to vendors uh, prior to the bride seeing the imagery, right? Like, for example, Flores, uh, there's going to be a shot to the, the bride ho- holding the flowers and, and things like that. And I always feel like I want the couple to see those images first. What are your thoughts? You know what? I'm I'm 100% in agreement with you on that. I mean, our turnaround time is super fast. So, so I know some photographers have like months of you know time that goes by before they deliver. Hopefully, not in the digital age. And we always say, you know, if you're if you're if you're doing it right <laughs> on the shooting side of things and such like that, it, it shouldn't be 12 plus weeks. It should be you know less than that. For us, we usually uh, always have the images done, whole, whole edited wedding done within about a week and a half. Um, regardless if we have a double header or a triple header that weekend, they're always done usually before the next weekend rolls around. And sometimes we sit on them just a little bit longer, uh, just for our workflow purposes, but no bride gets images and then vendors get images. And with what we used to deliver images now, uh, that happens at the same time. It takes about 10 seconds to deliver the high res original images with a specific gallery to our bride. And it takes another 10, 15 seconds to deliver resized images watermarked to our coordinator with a different gallery and different settings for them to use and share. So we do it at the same time, two separate emails, but one same workflow. Yeah. Okay, cool. That totally makes sense, man. I love it. Um, so let's kind of, uh, let's let's transition now back to to your client, back to your couple, because I think that right now online uploading, it's a, it's a really popular thing, um, but so is the need to have, just to have a sustainable business. I think that there is, uh, a need for print sales. I think there's. Mm-hmm. A, I think it's like I've never, to be honest, really met a highly successful studio that wasn't um, supplementing with with print sales and wasn't serving their clients with print sales. I think the best of the best do that. And so, in regards to online sales, I think right now there's a, a hope that you can send a gallery, you know, your online gallery to your client and say, hey, you know, you can order prints from here. And I think that, um, I know that photographers are finding that to be not very effective, right? To send over the online gallery, hoping that, um, the, you know, the client will order prints. And so what are your, uh, what's your advice for maximizing those online sales, maximizing, um, the sale of, of wall art or, or I don't, I don't mind if it's four by sixes or whatever it could be, but actual prints online. Yeah. And you know, let me, let me just preface this by saying like, we don't, on our studio, we don't do a ton of print sales. Uh, I mean, we, we are more of a service-based uh, business and we, we let our clients make the print sales. However, I will tell you something that we've implemented recently that has added more print sales. So even despite us giving the high-res files to our clients and saying you can print, what has gotten us larger amounts of print sales is actually 
going back in our workflow all the way to the very first meeting with our clients and preparing them for the fact of what they're going to receive from us and what they need to do with it. And when it, as it regards to print sales. So I'll tell you what we do. Uh, and you know, and we're probably not reinventing the wheel here, but this seemed to have worked for us. So in the client uh, meeting, we'll say, because they are normally ask, and you know, do we get all the files? And you know, say, yes, we deliver all the files to you guys. You know, we don't hold out on you on that. But we also give you a gallery uh, to share with your family and friends. And I say, honestly, no one wants to be bogged down with a thousand print orders the second they get back from their honeymoon. So those, you know, what we deliver to you guys is for you. But honestly, through that gallery, that is where you send your family and friends, and we'll take great care of them for any prints that they need. Uh, I said, so when you get that, send that out to your family and friends. Tell them, hey. Order prints from here. Don't order them from us. And let Gavin and Aaron take care of them for you. Uh, and so that's at the initial meeting. Like we already prepare them for telling their friends and family to buy things from us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we do it under the uh, under the kind of message of, you know, don't <laughs> don't spend too much time doing this for your family. You hired us as the professionals. We're going to do this for you. And then in all of the emails and preparing them for getting their images, and then when we deliver their images to them, we reinforce that message again and again. So that's one thing that has actually led to higher print sales for us. And again, not you know we're not retired in the Caribbean off of them, but it has added to higher print sales. And then also for us is actually doing just some time-sensitive um, sales for those prints for various events we're beginning to implement now. Um, and those have helped a lot too. You know, Black Friday, Christmas stuff, you know, you name it. Um, that, that's definitely assisted. Sure. So I, look, I'm going to push back here for a little bit because I think, you know, you've said that you don't really focus too much on on print because you've, you're a, uh, kind of positioned it as, as a service-driven kind of model. But it, it's a service. This is my conviction now. I believe it's a service to to make sure that your clients have something that's, that's real, that's tangible, that's, that, that can be touched and that can be handed down. I mean, do you, do you, uh, I mean, it's not just about the, the sale and the money, but it's actually about making sure that you're taking care of, of your client and giving them, you know, something better than digital. hundred percent. And I should mention, I was just mentioning prints there, but we do have a lot of albums that go out through our studio. And so we try and include those out a lot. So in the kind of the forever types of things that they have to hold on to, we focus on the album uh, nice. as far as that goes. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of the focus for us is, nice. is kind of that story of that kind of heirloom piece, you know, cause the value of albums, you know, six months after your wedding day is really not there, but two years later, three years later, a decade later, you know, when your little one or <laughs> two little ones in your case are sitting on your lap uh, or three little ones are sitting on your lap and looking through the album and seeing how pretty mommy looked and things like that. That's what we really sell to our clients in terms of what they take home. Nice. So. Okay. Awesome. Good. I was, I was sitting over here like starting to stew a little bit. I was like, man, I think I'm going to need to just like go off for a second. I'm so, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not, like every, everything in, within my being is, is about uh, the importance of print. And so anyhow, dude, I, okay. That's awesome. Thanks for the clarification. So I've got a question. There's something that I really love uh, and utilize um, in regards to, you know, we have our online gallery system and, uh, and use that, but then we have a separate service and I'm waiting for the day that they, that they integrate. So I'm going to drop you this line here. What about a registry? What mm-hmm. about a registry that's built into the online gallery delivery that's actually connected, right? Where someone could, you know, you, you mentioned that you do prioritize the album, right? That they mm-hmm. could, 
that they could integrate and register for those products online, that guests could come in and essentially crowdsource it, not necessarily even buying the whole album, but contribute $30 towards, you know, uh, that album or whatever it may be. Uh, have you ever thought about the, the in integrating a registry kind of model? You know, it's been kicked around a, a little bit. I mean, I, as you mentioned, there are other services kind of standalone that, you know, couples can send out and, and go from that angle. Uh, you know, we, we've kicked around a little bit. Of course, there's always the fine line and kind of delicate balance to walk between of when someone goes to a site to view images and then getting hit up for, you know, not just purchasing prints, but also, you know, being able to contribute for the couple. I think if the gallery can kind of be a place that people go even before the images are ready, I think that maybe makes a little bit more sense, right? Sure. Because they go here, they get excited about seeing the images, and while they're waiting to get excited, they can also contribute something for the couple before those images become available, yes. right? So kind of it's like a pre-wedding gift. Yes. Uh, after the fact, it would be a little bit, just in thinking out loud here off the cuff, be a little bit tricky to not just avoid a pop-up that goes, hey, you want to give $30 <laughs> to the couple? And they're like, I'm just trying to look at my family pictures here. Of course. Here. No, I totally on? agree. It's definitely like a pre, I don't, whatever, yeah, some sort of uh, preliminary uh, thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the power uh, resides in not necessarily reinventing that wheel because there's already very well-funded companies that do that kind of registry type thing. I think the power there is actually integrating with those and allowing them to be visible in, in a very beautiful way for those kind of coming soon gallery pages and things like that so that the couple themselves can opt into that and then the photographer can offer it as a service if it is something that they do want to have uh, integrated in. Yep, that's awesome. Cool, man. Love it. So look, when you created Cloudspot, you, you've mentioned a number of times, you, you know, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel and that there's other companies out there. I mean, there's other companies out there that are doing a similar thing in regards to, you know, delivery. And so what what void were you looking to fill uh, when you started CloudSpot? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing that I was banging my head against the wall for when I started CloudSpot, and again, I just started drawing it on a napkin and I, I self-funded the whole thing for through beta. Um, and I was trying to solve the problem of how do I send images in a proactive way uh, that still gives me the control, but the end result for my client is an email that highlights my business and allows them literally to click on something in the email itself to get access and to immediately start downloading what I wanted them to have. So sending one image, sending two images, sending a whole event, sending a thousand images, and I want to send it at this particular size, or I want to send it with or without a watermark, or I want to send it uh, and let this be only downloaded two or three times or whatever it might be, um, that was the void that CloudSpot was designed to fill, like straight out of the gate. Uh, and we call it proactive digital delivery because literally in the email, it's a button that says download now uh, and gives the photographer full control over what's behind that button, so to speak, for their clients. Uh, we call it like grandma-proof file delivery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other services out there can send out emails to your clients, but it'll say, hey, here, click on this to go to the gallery. And then once you're in the gallery, then you download the images and you input your you know, email address and then we'll send you another link to download them. And there's just a lot of points of disconnect there, or at least possibilities, which then turns into just headaches for the photographer and having to babysit things and having to hold their client's hand through various aspects. So honestly, CloudSpot was created to satisfy that one particular need. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, not just for clients, but also for vendors. Um, so that, you know, here you go, not here, go get it type of mentality is what CloudSpot's all about as far as digital delivery is concerned. Yeah, love it. Let me keep innovating. I mean, what, what's next for you, Gavin? Uh, I mean, is, is your focus here entirely on continuing to grow CloudSpot and, you, and the photography brand? Is it one a little bit more than the other? Or you got your eyes set to, uh, to the horizons? <laughs> 
Well, you know what? I, uh, I am right now both feet in for both businesses, which is kind of crazy, right? So I'm doing like 70 plus hours a week with CloudSpot and then on the weekends, you know, photographing for our existing wedding clientele. And the, thankfully, the second that uh, I come back and the monkey is done pushing the button, I, I hand it all off to my wife who then edits everything. You know, and now, thanks to CloudSpot, she takes care of all the technical side of things, too. So she actually delivers it all to clients and vendors. So I'm even out of that loop now. Um, so because we've had a little one as well, she doesn't shoot with me every single weekend anymore. But she is more on the you know things that happen afterwards. So our clients still love her and still are very much involved with her. She just does everything after the wedding day, and I do everything before and during. Um, so, you know, we're still shooting. We still absolutely love to shoot. And I don't think that'll ever, ever go away. Um, but as CloudSpot has begun to grow as much as it really has over the past year and even over the past couple of months, uh, it's demanding more and more of my time, which is great because not do I just get to serve clients in my own photography business. I get to serve everybody else who has their own photography businesses all over the world. So, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Love it, man. Fantastic. Um, Gavin, where can people find out more about you, um, your work, uh, CloudSpot, all this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So GavinWadePhoto.com is our website. Um, so you can check out all that kind of stuff there. GavinWadePhotoBlog.com is where it's got a whole bunch of our work. Obviously on Instagram uh, at GavinWadePhoto. Um, I I give 100% credit to the beauty of that Instagram layout to my wife. Who is that all her? That, yeah. yeah, curates that night and day. Um, and then for CloudSpot, if you go to cloudspot.io is where photographers can go and just kind of check this out. Uh, we give them free storage. It literally costs nothing to get up and rolling. Uh, and they can just give it a shot and see if it solves their business pains when it comes to delivery like it does mine. So. Nice. Awesome. Gavin, thanks so much for hanging out. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, kind of dropped some uh, knowledge bombs on us, and uh, we'll have to take a look. Thanks, man. My pleasure, Ben. Congrats again, and uh, beers on me next time you're in Orange County, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for listening in on my conversation with Gavin. This is something that I want to I wanna dive further into in future episodes and really unpack how you implement uh, the digital online delivery of, of files, how you incorporate that in your business while still valuing and maintaining print and actually using both of those things to elevate one another. I think it's going to be a continued conversation that I'm going to bring to you guys down the road. I just want to say thank you again. This, this conversation doesn't have to end here. It does not have to end right now. Uh, head on over to my Facebook page, Six Figure Photography on Facebook, because I go live for you guys Monday through Friday uh, and bring you guys behind the scenes of Style and Story Creative. What I love about Six Figure Live is that we get to have a dialogue. You guys can actually catch me live and talk to me, ask me questions, say hi, and it gives me the opportunity to say hi back. So anyhow, you guys, hop on over to Facebook at Six Figure Photography, and we'll see you guys on Six Figure Live. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.